Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for waking me up and blessing me this morning. And as usual, I also want to thank my loyal listeners for listening and tuning in to the show. And please remember to share the information with others that may be of need or that you feel that could perhaps could benefit from some of the information that I, along with others, be sharing as it relates to either relationships, parenting, co-parenting, substance use, and a variety of other topics. And if there's anything else you would like for me to discuss, Please let me know. So we're going to get started with the show, and I'm waiting on the individuals to contact me. They're telling me they can't get through. I don't know what's going on. So let me tell them to call now because I don't know what's going on. But today we're going to be talking about one-sided relationships. Now, when we start talking about one-sided relationships, a lot of times we get caught up in relational issues. And sometimes we can get caught up in relational issues with individuals that are not pretty much good at having a relationship. I don't even understand the terms of being in a relationship, whether it is healthy, unhealthy, or perhaps a toxic relationship. So we're going to be talking about that today in regards to what the term means when we talk about it being one-sided. Now, when we talk about one, one is always one. We're talking about uno, just one. Now, with that being a case, and I know Amy is going through something. She said it sounds like the phone is off the hook. I don't know what's going on, Amy, but try it again. So when we talk about just one, meaning uno, That means that only one person is doing the majority of the work. Now, not all relationships start out being one-sided, but the problem is most end in that way. Now, I myself, I am a licensed American family therapist, and I work with a lot of couples. I work with a lot of individuals that have relational issues. Now, when you're working with a couple, you know, I've heard it be said that, Individuals should be or things should be 50-50. And I would always say if it's 50-50, that means you hold holding 50% back because you're only giving me 50. And a lot of times individuals don't understand the concept of it being 100-100, meaning when you are giving your all to another person. And in some cases, individuals struggle with being in a healthy relationship because they may not have ever seen one. So, I want to know what are your thoughts so we can talk about it. If you want to call in, give me a call at 516-387-1914. Again, 516-387-1914. So I don't understand why individuals are having difficulties calling in, but that's the information I'm receiving. But getting back to the show. When I indicated that individuals normally or not all relationships start off one-sided but normally end this way, it is usually a product of one person falling madly and deeply in love rather than sharing their partner's less intense feelings of slight infatuation because sometimes people get that word love and they they say it, they don't mean it, and they don't know what it's about. But when you're in love, easy to be blinded by the signs of a one-sided romance. So let me log Amy on. Look like she was able to get through. Good afternoon, Miss Amy. What's going on? You wasn't able to get through? No, it just kept beeping like it was off the hook, but I just kept calling and then it worked. Well, I'm glad you did not give up. <laughs> so that means we're not going to have it one-sided. You know, you didn't give up, so that's interesting. And you know, and it was crazy because I've been on the other phone and other line and people calling in, and I'm just like, oh, okay. But you know what? It's okay. We're here. We're going to get the show going. Now, tell the listeners who you are. Uh, my name is Amy, and I am Jeanette's coworker. Now, Amy, I want to thank you for joining me here, and you also are basically you just completed your degree and you are 
you know, in the field as a therapist at the LCSW. And a lot of times when individuals call in or they want to come in, we have seen, and as you work with me, a lot of situations where that individuals are dealing with relationship issues. And a lot of times when they utilize their insurance, they don't understand that couples counseling, marital counseling is not covered by most, most insurance unless you have EAP, which is Employee Assistance Program. Now, with that, it can be very costly to go to therapy for a relational issue or relationship issue. But I want you to know, don't give up because help is out there. If you want to contact me, I have some information I can share with you guys in regards to Googling and how to find something that's low cost. You can do pastoral counseling. You can also meet with a life coach. So there's things you can do. Sometimes there are things that's also on YouTube, including Amy. We're going to be doing YouTube very soon. But when we start talking about it being one-sided and trying to figure out what is a one-sided relationship, Amy, it seems like a lot of times when individuals are in a one-sided relationship, they always want to save it. What do you think that's about? Um, I think what happens is a lot of times people get comfortable, you know, and it's the fear of the unknown. And when someone wants to leave, they want to save it because they don't know life well, they don't think they can do life without that person. Mm-hmm. You know what, and that's what I hear a lot is people say, well, we've been together all this, these years. Why do we have to break up now or why do they want to leave now? But when I was putting the information out there and I had some questions that I posted on Facebook, and I found those questions to be very interesting because these are some of the questions that a lot of individuals they have either brought to my attention, I've heard it be said, I've been listening to a lot of different podcasts as it relates to relationships. And one of the things I've, I indicated, Amy, and it says, are you kind of in a relationship where it seems like you are giving more than you're getting? Are you constantly looking for validation only to become frustrated as the other person seems like they are not interested in you? If so, let's talk about it. Because the problem is we have to learn how to invest in ourselves, take time to get to know us and what we like. You know, because a lot of times, Amy, we get so caught up in what other people think about us and trying to become a people pleaser, we don't please ourselves. And if you don't like being with you, why should somebody else like being with you? So when we start talking about that investment, that investment is interesting because that, I believe, is why a lot of individuals try to hold on to relationships that are one-sided and they don't even realize it. Now, I have some information, and it's on from mydomain.com, and it says, what is it? When we talk about a one-sided relationship. And what they indicate in this article they explain or declare it as a one-sided relationship involves one person investing much more time and energy, and in some cases, Amy, money, into a relationship than their partner. Now, the money part is interesting because I found that there's this gender thing where, you know, women, you know, talk about their gold digger or women expect for men to always cater to their needs financially, and that don't always have to be the case because sometimes you can go out with a person. I know I have went out, and I'm expect for people to always pay for my meal. You know, I don't mind paying for my food except for when I go with my daughter because I don't think that's fair. So I got to talk about a one-sided sibling parent with parent-child relationship too. But when we start talking about money, but bringing that into the relationship, or they give more in a relationship than their partner. Sometimes one person carries the relationship for a period of time, such as when either the partner is ill or when things are not going well. They also indicate that in order for a relationship to be healthy and satisfying, it takes efforts from both people. One individual cannot carry the burden over an extended period. Amy, what are your thoughts in regards to that? Because sometimes individuals will say, I'll wait it out. Or, you know, hopefully, I know they, they told me that they love me, so they just having a hard time showing it. What are your thoughts in regards to that, just that one person carrying that relationship for an ex- over an extended period of time? I think what happens is um, they end up making excuses 
and mm-hmm. justifying other people's actions and to make themselves feel better. Um, and that's when you have to look in the mirror and see if you're happy or if, you know, you're just pretending like you are, you're, you, you believe you are, but you don't really feel you are. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Amy, and some people just settle. And it indicates if you find yourself making excuses all the time for your partner's behavior, it's a sign you are compromising and sacrificing too much. So I want to throw some red flags out there. And I always say, even in therapy, I cannot keep people together, nor can I break them up. All I can do is bring a sense of awareness. And I also want to say, if you are in a one-sided relationship and your partner, you first have to find out if they're even capable of meeting your needs, and you also have to be able to or be willing to express verbally what it is you want. Because a lot of times individuals have unrealistic expectations. But here are some of the red flags. If you're putting in more effort than your partner. Now, Amy, that effort can be a lot of different things, like making phone calls. And you know when I got ghost that time, I didn't know I was being ghost and I kept calling. But the effort that individuals put in, let's talk about that a little bit. Because what is your thoughts in regards to a person that's putting a whole lot of effort into somebody that don't even really want to be bothered with them? Ooh, um, I think what happens is, you know, you, you want it so bad and you're putting in all this effort and you're ignoring what the other person wants from the relationship, you know, mm-hmm. and your expectations might be higher than, you know, we, we create these expectations in our brain and then people don't meet them and then we get disappointed and you get disappointed over and over again instead of, it's a lack of communication. Correct. And you know what, and the thing is, Amy, and it's interesting when you say the lack of communication because sometimes people don't want to hear it. Some people, you know, it, it kind of takes me to, whenever I do these shows, I think about movies, I think about songs. I remember uh, watching Baby Kids, the cartoon, and the lady was in the bathroom with her friends, and the guy walked in, and he made this comment, um, Robin, uh, guy, Robin Harris made a comment, and her friend was in the bathroom talking about, girl, you know he love you. You know he love, he wants you. So a lot of times we get so caught up in that, or we think, oh, they just thought they're having a bad day. But if a person tells you that they don't want to be with you or they demonstrate by their behavior, leave them alone. Sometimes individuals, the relationship could be one-sided because the person is not available. They may be with someone else. They may be, you know, preoccupied with their job. They can have addictions. They can have mental health issues. There's a lot of things that could be going on with that other person. So sometimes we got to realize and know when to leave something alone. So like I said, if you are putting more effort than your partner, you might want to find out if that person is even interested in even pursuing a relationship with you. Another one is your priorities are different from your partner's. You know, a lot of times, Amy, some individuals are holding on, waiting on somebody to marry them. But by that same token, are you even ready to be married? Do you even know what it takes to be in a committed or a marriage or a relationship? You know, Amy, that's a whole other issue, your priorities. Do you know a lot of times, and I'm quite sure you, you watch me do and heard me do therapy with people, but priorities are different. Do you see how that could be one-sided if one person wants something someone don't or someone wants a committed relationship, the other person don't, how they can just settle or be in a one-sided relationship with different priorities? I think what happens is, um, you know, you get comfortable and you believe that this is person's one and you start giving up on yourself. You know, mm-hmm. if this person so has all these goals and they're so headstrong, I'm going to do this. And, yeah, you might have to, you know, it's give and take in a relationship, but what happens is, if you just let them take the reins on the relationship and you're, you think you're doing what's right for the relationship, you're going to end up giving up on yourself, you know, moving away, quitting your job or um, in hopes to achieve your expectations of marriage or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. You know, Amy, you spoke on something earlier and you talked about making excuses. This is another thing that they indicate. You frequently make excuses for your partner's behavior, meaning if you find yourself making excuses all the time for your partner's behavior, it's a sign that you are compromising and sacrificing too much. Let me give you some examples. You have a date night. 
and your date night is planned. The person is very late or makes other plans. They clearly don't value you or the relationship as much as you do. And sometimes people are just flaky. Would you continue to keep asking that person to go with you, Amy, or inviting that person out to dinner if every time you do it they either make excuses or they flake out on you? How would you handle that in regards to making excuses? Well, this is a question you need to answer. You have personal experience with this. <laughs> Look, leave my friend alone, okay? He's my spiritual advisor. <laughs> um, no, I think what happens is, like, you know, those are the expectations, and you need to make that clear. Like, hey, if you say you're going to be there at 6, be there at 6, you know, because then you get your expectation is that they said they were going to be there at 6, and then they pop your little happy level when they're late. You know, mm-hmm. I was talking in the domestic violence group. One of the guys says, oh, yeah, I don't tell them the time anymore. I say 6-ish. So then I can be early or late. So, I mean, it's just because, you know, sometimes things happen. But if you're, like, hours late or you cancel right before, that's just not fair. And you need to make that clear because that might just be a routine that they got into previously and they don't know that it bugs you. Correct. Another one to indicate, Amy, is your partner is controlling, meaning this is a sign that power, there's a power imbalance and the relationship needs to change. Insecure partners will try to control the other by limiting their contact with family, friends, distracting what they should wear or how they should act. And one of the things they talk about is that can be a dangerous situation and a big sign that things need to change, meaning if you have someone telling you where to go, what to do, how to do it, that could be a problem in a relationship because how can you and why should you invest if you know that this basically is unhealthy? And these are just to name a few signs. Now, and it's interesting, Amy, you talked about the domestic violence because we do the 52-week Batters and Adventure program, and there's also what's called a personal empowerment program for individuals that are victims of domestic violence to try to help them to gain a sense of what is a healthy relationship. Because, Amy, for a long time, I'll admit, I did not know what a healthy relationship was. I was so afraid of, I mean, I'm not going to say the the commitment in a relationship. I think that individuals have to go back to the drawing board and determine what type of relationship they're in. A lot of people are um, are not honest in regards to what type of relationship they want or even what kind of relationship they're even capable of engaging themselves in. A lot of times we start talking about cheaters and we start talking about, individuals that have certain habits, sometimes individuals are comfortable with their lifestyle and they may not even want nobody in their life, and that is okay. But I think what happens, Amy, is a lot of times people try to force themselves or try to get people to change. You think if I do this, they're going to change. If I wear this, they're going to want me. What are your thoughts in regards to that when you're trying to get somebody to change the way or be the person you want them to be? Um, I think that we see this a lot, you know, it's like we try and shape people um, to be something that they're not. And mm-hmm. uh, we sometimes we have their best interest at heart, but you can't make somebody change. You know, yeah. like people will change because a relationship is a give and take. Like, hey, I need you to be on time. That's not an unrealistic request. But mm-hmm. also, the, you know, it takes two people. You're taking two lives that were raised two completely different ways and trying to see if they work. Mhm. And you know what? And that's true, Amy. And a lot of times, like I said, you got to realize that the person is if, if they're capable of it. I know that. Um, I know my faults that I've had in dating relationships. I know, and I've seen the type of relationships and stuff that I've had. And I always say, now that I'm older, I will not engage in a lot of the behaviors that I have in my past. Now, I have some information, and it's from Benefit.com, and it talks about five undeniable signs that you're in a one-sided relationship because a lot of times, Amy, individuals, they're in it, but they don't see it because they're blinded. And then what happens is they get so caught up in the, the honeymoon period or the romance scene or the, well, he said or she said they, that, they, that, that, that they love me or, or they were um, abused as a child or they were in an unhealthy relationship and, and I'm not that person. But you got to make sure that the person is healthy and capable of even being in a relationship. Now, with what they indicate, and it says, are you giving up all when they're giving up pretty much nothing? 
Now, I talked a little bit about healthy relationships, but healthy relationships are easy to spot when you're in them. Love is abundant, and each partner wants to do everything in their power to make the other happy. So that lets you know, ding, ding, they both are doing it. But if only one person is doing it, that's a problem. Now, it indicates and it goes into the flip side of a toxic relationship can be a little more difficult to spot because being blinded by love is a real problem. And a lot of times, Amy, people will throw that love word out there. That takes me back to the spinners when the spinner says it takes a fool to learn that love don't love nobody. And how can the person say that they love you if they don't even love themselves? So, again, it goes back to the investment. Now, when we start talking about being blinded by love being a real problem, it can be hard to admit to yourself when you are not happy with someone else. No one ever wants to admit that they're wrong, but dating someone who isn't perfect for you isn't a mistake you should continue to suffer through. But being in a one-sided relationship where only you seem to care about making the love last will only hurt you in the long run. And, Amy, that's where I have seen a lot of marriages and relationships and even working relationships and friendships drag itself out because they're looking for the person to change or they think that not not realizing that in the long run, you're going to be the one that's basically being hurt. Now, again, if you feel that the person isn't reciprocating the effort you're putting into the relationship or the bond, Again, it's a one-sided relationship. Here are some more signs. They treat you like you are an obligation. When someone you love, or if they love you, make sure that they know you are a priority in their life, meaning that person will make time necessarily for you to keep the relationship strong. But in a one-sided relationship, it's the opposite, where you don't feel like a priority to them. You fall far down on their list of important things to maintain each day, and they choose their friends, their family, their job over you consistently. And when you ask for more time from them, they seem annoyed or frustrated. You feel that you have to be scheduled, and in when they start talking about performing their obligation, as opposed to actually wanting to see you, they make it seem like a job. Amy, what is your thoughts in regards to that when they treat you like you are an obligation, like they don't even want to be bothered with you. Ooh, I think you need to be real honest with yourself because that's when it can turn into, you know, like you're trying, it's a one-sided relationship at that point, you know, and you got to make your needs necessary. And if you feel that way, make it known because sometimes, like I said, sometimes they might not even know that they're making you feel that way. I know. I know. Cause I've been accused of that myself. They told me I was unemotional. I don't care. I think I wanted, you know, after the breakup, I go celebrate. I'd be like, uh, okay, well, let me go, you know, but yeah, that's a problem. Another one, that person does not reciprocate intimacy. Amy, you know, I want to do some groups and do some workshops and some conferences about empowering women, um, even men, building their self esteem, their self worth, because sometimes individuals get intimacy confused with sex. And just because you're in a relationship with you, with a person, just because they're having sex with you does not mean that it's not a one-sided relationship. And I think that a lot of times individuals get confused by that. And then some people, Amy, will withhold sex from you. And, they, and I always will ask the couple, when was the last time you had sex, just to see where they are. And you got individuals living in the same house, sleeping in different beds, different rooms, all that. Now, if you feel like you are the only reason that you're there is for sex or just for, you know, and there's no love or intimacy in a relationship, the relationship feels one-sided in your heart too, where you believe you love that person way more than they love you, you feel that they don't show you love very often or at all, again, you might be in a one relationship. Amy, let's talk about that a little bit in regards to they don't reciprocate intimacy. Yeah, I mean, I think intimacy is often um, 
perceived as sex, you know, like you don't need to have, I mean, some people need to have sex and that needs to be clear, you know, like that's how they feel connected with somebody, but relationships are so much deeper than that. And I feel like Mm -hmm. if you can't have that emotional connection and that communication and honesty, then yeah, your relationship is going to be one-sided. Yeah. And you know, Amy, and I want to take it to a lot of teenagers, a lot of teenagers believe, and even not only teenagers, young adults, sometimes they older too, that the only way to get a person to like you is by having sex with them. That is so not true. But they were taught that, and they learned that, and that's something that individuals need to work towards, and, and, and men too. You know, you don't have to be going around sleeping with this person and that person to validate them, to make them feel like you want them just because you're having sex. Because sometimes it gives people mixed messages. Because intimacy, I mean, spending time with each other, getting to know each other, is what you're willing to invest. Another one that it talks about, Amy, is they ignore all the relationship problems, meaning you are constantly the one that is trying to communicate or work out the problem in the relationship, but they brush you off every time. Girl, that one right there. Meaning as soon as you try to tell them, you know what, I need to talk to you about something. Or, you know, and and you know as a therapist, one of the things that we do is we use I statements. I feel blank when blank. And yet they brush you off, they ignore you, or they tell you your feelings are not valid or you're making it up because they don't want to address it. Or they'll say, okay, we're going to start over. Okay, I won't do it again. But you don't even know what you're doing. Let's speak on that a little bit, Amy, when when the other person ignores the relationship issues. Um. I mean, I always like to try and put myself in their shoes. You know, that's why we always um, are always advocating for, you know, getting to know someone, know their history, their traumas, what they've done to overcome it, because sometimes avoiding is all they know. Mm -hmm. Maybe they need more guidance in order to talk about it. They just don't know how to talk about it. It, Just making sure that it's clear what you need and what you want to do. And um, for me, I remember when I was first in a relationship, I always thought when, hey, I need to talk to you about something, meant we were going to break up. And I hated that, and that was just my mindset. But it was never like that. So, like, he had to be like, look, we're not – I don't want to break up. I just want to talk about some things that are bugging me. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, I think, so, go for it. It's, it's, you know how I with, – with conflicts, you know how I interact with people. I remember in my last uh, marriage when my husband would come and talk to me about something, and I would try to take – I would take deep breaths, and he would get mad at me. I'd be like, dang, I can't even breathe. <laughs> I'll breathe in. He, he, girl, he would get me. Look, he's smacking your lips. Look, you. I'm like, I can't breathe. <laughs> so sometimes we get caught up in the attitude of the other individuals, and it could be that the person is basically trying to gain a better understanding of what it is that you're saying. Sometimes it may not be that they don't care. It may be that they don't know how to make you happy, and you got to work on your own happiness. Sometimes you can mention to the individual that um, you feel that they're putting things to the side or, you know, and, and if you're talking to a person, Amy, and they are rolling their eyes or smacking their lips or they walking away or they don't want to address the situation or maybe they don't want to deal with the stress, you got to think about your needs and if you even want to waste any more of your time. Because that right there is an issue, and that is also very disrespectful. If you don't know, just say you don't know. If you're not sure if you want to maintain a relationship or you want to be friends with the person or you're not feeling them or you don't see yourself walking down the aisle, let them know. We have to be careful, Amy, with stringing people along, and especially when we start talking about domestic violence because that's intimate partner relational issues, and a lot of that is the emotional abuse because individuals don't want to be played. Any comments in regards to that? Yeah, I mean, emotional abuse, We, if you talk to a relationship, sometimes people don't even know that that's emotional abuse. Mm-hmm. Like most of the people that even come into our batteries and eventually they're always like, I just, I just grabbed my phone out of her hand or I just kicked in the door. And they don't mm-hmm. realize that, that that can all tie in to domestic violence. And then it all comes down to emotional abuse. And mm-hmm. men don't even realize when they, a lot of times men have a hard time realizing that they are being emotionally abused by females. Mm-hmm. Because when we get so close to someone, we know exactly what's going to hurt, how to hurt the other person. You know, what, what's mm-hmm. going to hurt them the most, the choice of words or actions. Like if I give the silent treatment, I know it's going to piss somebody off. 
But mm-hmm. so, you know, I can choose to do that. You got to pick and choose your battles. And when I know that bugs someone, I have to, you know, not do it. Mm-hmm. That is true. Now, this one right here, Amy, I'm looking at it's a big one in regards to if it's a one-sided relationship. They don't make an effort with your friends or your family. Now, a lot of times individuals, especially depending on how they feel about themselves, if you are with a person and that person either don't invite you to family gatherings or, you know, or they don't have you around their friends, they only see you at midnight, you know, that's a problem. Now, even though you're dating this individual, your friends, your family seem to barely know who they are, or the other person don't care to have a social life with you, including making connections with close friends and families, even if you invite them and they don't show up, or, you know, depending on how, you know, it, it could be some other issues involved. We don't know. But by that same token, if this is ongoing, then that could be a problem. You could be in a relationship by yourself, especially if that person don't want to be seen with you or that person don't invite you to places or share things with you with their family and friends. What is your thought on that? Have you ever dated someone and you didn't know none of their friends or nobody in their family? Um, I think that's a red flag. Um, I think that, of course, there's dating, but you know, I don't like to bring I don't like to bring people home to my family because I'm protective of them. I don't want mm-hmm. them to get connected, and then us break up. So it took me a long time to open up about that. But I definitely shared stories and there's pictures, and then, um, but if you never get invited, like we had, we had a, a client come in and they were dating for three years, and she went to one family event, a, mm-hmm. like a month prior to that. And so I think that's just red flag because, you know, you don't, it's almost like they have a secret life. And it's, mm-hmm. whether you it or not, you might not feel like um, you're, they, they value you or um, they're right. proud of you. And you want someone to be proud of you. Right. And, you know, and I'm going to say, too, because I know, like, what Tisha told me about whoever she dates, she ain't bringing them around our crazy family. So I kind of understand in regards to that. So I know when I was younger, I wish there's a lot of people in my relationship probably would have lasted a lot longer if I wouldn't have took them around my mother. So <laughs> that right there was a red flag. Now, here's another one, Amy, that they indicate in regards to one-sided relationship, and it indicates that others tell you to let go of the relationship. Now, a lot of times, though individuals have gotten to know who you're dating, and they'll let you know, you know what, something's not right with this person, or, you know, did you think about this, did you think about that? And sometimes the individuals feel like they're stuck in a one-sided relationship, but their friends and family members will tell them that they don't approve of the person because they've observed the selfish, the disrespectful behavior, or, you know, just them not showing up. And they'll let you know that you don't deserve to be treated like that. But then the other person will constantly defend that person. Now, have you been in situations where individuals would tell you, I don't think this person is the right person for you? How would you respond to that, Amy? Ooh, I haven't been told that, but I have told other people that. And it's, you know, like you said earlier, people, sometimes people don't want to hear it. And there's only mm. so much I can do. I can, Even though I don't believe that person is right for that person, I've already said my opinion, and I support that person. You know, mm-hmm. and that's just kind of, I can say how I feel and make it known, but when it comes down to it, it's their decision. Correct, and it is. It, it is their decision, but it's also how they value themselves, too, because I'm going to tell you, a lot of times we're talking about these one-sided um, relationships, and even though they're unhealthy, which is a reason why individuals sometimes need to learn how to walk away and let some things go, and it doesn't mean that being alone or you're not going to be able to make it, you're not going to survive, you're going to grow, but you also have to learn about yourself, too. And a lot of times individuals do not know how to cut the ties and let people go. And it could be a, like I said, it could be a business relationship, it could be a friend, it could be a family member. And a lot of times what happens is that individual may not have your best interest. My son called me yesterday and was going off about my sister. And the whole time, he never told me what my sister did, but he was pissed off with my sister. And so I didn't want to get in the middle of it because I had been telling my son about my sister, and I don't tell her anything bad, but ever since my son was two years old, my mother and my sisters have been his downfall. 
to where he always felt like, you know, they're my auntie, my auntie this, my auntie that. But sometimes you got to learn when to let some people go or not let people be too close to you because the relationship is one-sided, even with family members. So let's stray away a little bit from just the, the dating relationship. Let's talk about family members when the relationship is one-sided. How will you handle that, Amy? Or what's a good way to handle that? Ooh, um, for me, or for my family at least, you know, like I said, you kind of just make your thoughts known and make sure it's clear about how their actions are making you feel if they're not putting in the effort, and you are. And then after that, sometimes you have to step back because sometimes people need to know, you know, they've got to realize what they have um, after they lose it. You know, they have to appreciate it, and they don't know because they don't – they're overlooked. Um, And uh, so for us, that's what we had to do is we had to step back and let my my brother see that – yeah, he has to be the one that comes around. We we can't make him see us or hang out with us or do family things. Mm Mm-hmm. And you know what, and that's interesting because a lot of times we think because they're family that we have to – Connect, but if a person don't have your best interest, you know it's interesting because when I um became the owner of the Center for the Treatment of Addiction, a lot of people thought that I was going to change because I had a degree, I had a business, I had all this. I didn't change. They changed for me. A lot of friends I tried to bring along. A lot of people I had in my life, and I noticed that when my friends started isolating themselves from me, I let them go. I wasn't going to try to hold on or hang on to people that didn't want to be a part of my life or that didn't want to um, be a part of my success. And a lot of times individuals are still the same way, even with, and you're going to experience that too. When you find yourself growing and developing and maturing, some individuals are going to walk out of your life, and that's okay. That is better than being in a person who don't have your best interest or because of strife and they know they don't like you. Because there are family members that don't like other family members for whatever the reason may be. So when you start talking about saying goodbye to individuals who really don't have your best interest, in the, you know, that's okay because you have probably known the truth for quite some time, but you continue making excuses for their bad behavior, and it's something that we frequently do. And a lot of times we'll say, oh, well, they were just too busy or, you know, they forgot or they forgot about my birthday. But we can't continue to make excuses for them. Sometimes just leave them alone. Now, even though it seems like it's a problem and sometimes we think that we have to be connected with individuals, but the problem is the longer you continue, then that's on you. You can't be mad at them for what you allow them to do. Now, again, we've had family members, friends for years. We've been together. We we do thick and thin. But you know what, Amy? Sometimes people grow apart. I tell people, if you don't like me, leave me alone. If you don't want, just just don't even come around me. I'm not gonna bother you, and that's okay. I got love for you. I will love you from a distance. But like I said, I would rather have my relationship like that than to have someone in my life that I know don't have my best interest. How would you handle it? Like I said, I know you talked about one of the family, a family member, but um, how do you even communicate that to the person? Um, using the I statement and sometimes, like, you know, you say what you want to say. Like, oh, no, it's not like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And he has his excuses and, you know, all right, I'll give you another chance. And after that, you know what? No, we're always going to be there. Like, if he called tomorrow and needed something, we'd all be there in a heartbeat, no questions asked. And there's no mm-hmm. hard feelings, but we can only get, we can only put in so much effort before, you know, we get let down. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I think that was my issue even as a kid. I don't like, I don't, I don't like flaky, two-faced people. I don't like individuals. If, if I don't want to be bothered with you, I'll leave you alone. If I don't, don't be my friend or act like you're my friend knowing you don't like me. Because now that I have a strong discernment, I can pick it up. And if I'm questioning something, 
I'm mature enough to use my words to say, you know, do you have a problem with me? Is it something that, you know, and sometimes it could be a miscommunication too when you're talking about family members. And sometimes there's this jealousy that you don't even realize that the other person may even be um, holding on to something, Amy, and you don't even realize what it is because a lot of times individuals fail to communicate when we're talking about these types of relationships. And they, I, I don't, I don't know, I, I, I don't know, but I don't have that problem. If I got something to say, I'll say it. If they don't want to hear it, that's fine. If they don't want me, that's fine too. I'm cool with it. So sometimes, like I said, we gotta learn how to sometimes let people go. You know, they said, and there's a thing I think I saw on Facebook how sometimes your life can be so cluttered with people that serve you no purpose. So there's no room for people that are there to really come and bring you some help or need that you really need in your life. Sometimes we gotta clean things up. And especially with there being a new year, a new season, and people coming to your life for a reason and a season, we don't need to hold on to one sided relationships when there are people that are sincere or genuinely really want to be in our company. They can't come because we got we still in the space with somebody that don't even serve us no purpose. I don't even want us. I think now, for me, I've come, I've come to realize that, um, just like within the last year and a half, that for me, I am that person that people, I'm like the stepping stone in their life. You know, mm-hmm. they they come to me. I'm attracted to not broken people, but people that are kind of lost or having a hard time in their own personal life, and I can help almost empower them or guide them in the right direction, and then they end up leaving. And I never mm-hmm. understood why they kept leaving. And now I just change my perception and I see it as I'm the stepping stone for their life. Like mm-hmm. you're growing and they're moving on in the better direction than when I found them. Girl, you know what I told the person one time, I don't know if I'm supposed to be with you or you just an assignment. You know, <laughs> because sometimes we have a bad habit of entertaining and engaging in relationships that we don't even need to be dealing with or we stay too long. You know, and it doesn't mean that people don't get hurt or their feelings get hurt. And it's not that it's your intention to hurt nobody. Because I know my friend in Mississippi would constantly send me little text messages talking about, you hurt me. Or you, I'm like, for real, for real. You know, so I want to share some information. And this one came from com, And it indicates when we talk about one sided relationships. Do you recognize these signs in a one-sided relationship? Because it's it's possible sometimes individuals, Amy, can be in denial. But these nine signs are hard to ignore. One, you're constantly second-guessing yourself. It kind of goes to that, he loves me, he loves me not. Am I pretty enough? Am I smart enough? Am I funny enough? If you start finding yourself doubting yourself, that could be a problem. Another one, and Amy, I'm going to let you speak on this one. You apologize more than you need to. Now, every time something go wrong, everything is always your fault. Do you think that's part of a one-sided relationship where you're constantly apologizing for things that you didn't even do? Um, I think, yeah, it can be. I'm very guilty of that. Like, I'd rather just apologize and take the blame than really talk about it because mm-hmm. I don't like to fight, but it's it's also a perception of fighting, you know, it's not always a fight, it's a discussion. And uh, that was, that was hard. And, you know, for females, there's all that empowerment on women apologize way too much. And I love the uh, replace sorry with thank you. You know, like instead of saying, I'm sorry, I'm late. Say thanks for waiting for me. It just changes the whole thing. <laughs> you know, it's interesting when you said that I had a pastor, he used to always say you slow, but you're worth waiting for. You know, but is that person really worth waiting for? And it depends on when you're talking about your slow, meaning where, what areas are they slow? Because you're not gonna, nobody's ever going to be perfect. But the relationship has to be where the two individuals are both interested in investing time and energy. Because if you're not interested, let people know. So another thing is you're always making excuses for the other person, which we went over that. This is a good one, Amy. You feel insecure about your relationship. Now, if you feel insecure about your relationship, meaning if you often question the status of your relationship and you're never truly at ease with your partner, then there are signs that you could be in a one-sided relationship. Because I truly believe, Amy, even when a person is cheating, 
Nine times out of ten, the other person knows that that person is cheating. Sometimes they just accept it or they go with the flow because they don't want that person to leave them. So they will act like they don't know. But what do you think about this, that person feels insecure about their relationship? Um, I think it happens all the time is, you know, we get this gut feeling and our brains create these scenarios that, you know, somebody is cheating or um, whatever it may be. And like we talked about earlier, you make up excuses. Oh, he was just messaging her or he didn't mean it or she did it first or whatever the excuse may be. And, you know, you got to come to terms. you got to stop being in denial. Correct. Communicate, I guess. And that's one of the big things, denial. Another one is your partner calendar takes priority, meaning they want to do everything besides being with you. You do all the heavy lifting, meaning you do all of the work. And when we start talking about all the initiating, your partner says you want too much, meaning if your partner is telling you that you want too much, meaning you want to spend the weekend together, you want them to meet your family, you want to, and I'm not saying do all of that when you first meet them because I think that's a red flag. If a person first meets you and they want to take you here, want to take you there, want to do this, want to do that, you want to make sure they're not thirsty or needy or they're not crazy because sometimes, a lot of times, Amy, people hook up with individuals and the other person can't be too needy. So we really need to take our time and get to know people. And I think that's where we get in trouble is we don't invest time. There was a song that used to be out years ago, and it was entitled Take Time to Know Her. So then you know what type of relationship you're in, and your relationship can be growing. Now, what are your takes in regards to your partner says, you just want too much? I ain't got time for all that. Um, ooh, I don't know. I guess, you know, there are people that are needy, and if that's not something that works for you, then you have to be honest with that and, you know, either communicate that because people don't want somebody that's needy. That will drive them away. You oh know, we talk God. about all that all the time. Is they're, When you chase after somebody, it's the most unattractive quality. I know it is so for me. I, I can't. That get on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know oh, how I, mean, I feel with that. That gets on my nerves. I ain't got time for that. But but you know what? And I guess it's because, and, and I know, you know, like my last husband used to say that he was an emotional vampire and he needed that emotional connection and emotional stimulation. I get that. But by that same token, there comes a point in time where you have to, and you know, and yeah, you want the person to be a part of your life, and you don't want to distance yourself from that other person, but you don't want to, nobody up under you all the time, all the time. That's just too much. That is way too much. you got to have that balance. Another thing that they indicate is knowing is half the battle. We talked about the denial. Because denial is a huge factor in what sustains a one-sided relationship as people are in denial. You know, Dr. Phil used to always say you're not going to fix what's not broke, and a lot of times individuals are afraid of change. But you have the power to change things, even though it may surprise you to know that you're not, it's not entirely your partner's fault. Some of the stuff, Amy, we got to own it. We got to see what role we play in this, too in regards to making sure that we invest in ourselves. Now, let's talk a little bit about that because I have put that out there in regards to investing in yourself. And how do you even do that when you're in a relationship with someone and you want to make sure that you make room for them in your life because you want them in your life, but you also have to make sure that you are also happy with yourself. Um, I mean, we always talk about you can't love someone if you don't love yourself. And I think that's hard for people to understand. And you can't make somebody love you when they can say it every day, but you will know when they don't love themselves. And you can't you can't fix somebody. You can just support them. They have to want to change that. And I think that's what it comes down to is just realizing if you both care enough about yourselves in order to care about each other. Mm-hmm. And you know what, and that's this interesting, Amy, because I know that when you talk about investing in yourself, a lot of times individuals have such a low self-esteem, and when they have a low self-esteem, there's really nothing you can do about that. 
that right there, oh, my God. I used to have a guy, he used to be like, why do you like me? Why do you want me? Why do you? I used to be like, for real? <laughs> Amy, at first, I'm not going to lie, Amy. At first, I really thought he was playing. I really thought, and I would laugh because that's that's my defense mechanism. I, I laugh to kind of calm myself down sometimes. But I couldn't believe it. I was like, this man is handsome. He got a lot going on, and he had so much self-doubt, it would drive me nuts. It would really get on my nerves. And he'd be like, oh, you're the only one got nerves? Like, you, like, like, don't nobody have no nerves but you? But some of the things that you could do when we talk about investing in yourself and making that investment is first get to know you. Somebody's calling in. Let me log them in. I hope they ain't him. I hope I ain't talked his butt up, but let me see. Hi, this oh, the, hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Purchase Predicaments. How are you doing? Number in the hey, hey, I'm, doing good. You? I'm, I'm doing, doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing well. What do you want <laughs> like to add to this topic as we're talking about one sided relationships? Because we had kind of gone into the investing in your. But I have a question because you are a male. Have you ever yeah. been in a one sided relationship? Yeah, I've been on both sides of it. Okay, share how it is, or was share your experience with that with a one sided relationship. Okay. Okay, this is how it works. Look at somebody's outside of you, right? And you want to have a relationship with that person outside of yourself. So you have to dissolve that false sense of who they are, who they think they are, because that's not really who they are. You know what I'm saying? You want to talk to the person. So when you're talking to that person, you have to be able to dissolve the ego so that you can have a heart-to-heart with that person outside of yourself. Now, this takes a little bit of practice, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And not only do it, so you a, to, practice, a lot of people give you a false self. You're right. When you first meet a person, they don't tell you. Joel Osteen said it best. He said when you first meet a person, they tell you what they what you what they think you want to hear. Then they tell you what's going to make them look or sound good. Then they'll tell you the truth. But when you start talking well, about a relationship and you talk about that ego and that false self, that is true. But a lot of times individuals will put up such a facade you may never get to know who that person is, and you've invested years, time, money, and now you're mad. So when you said it's been on both sides, or you've been on both sides of a one-sided relationship, did you stay in a relationship for long, or did you get to the point where it was like, uh-uh, I can't do this? Well, that's a good question, but it, 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 it's all about individual relationships. You know what I mean? We can't. Well, I mean, but you're asking, you're asking a lot. But let me just say this much though. You know, a lot of people don't really have a relationship, a right relationship with people outside of themselves, um, and and that's a problem. You know what I mean? And that's a problem that man has because man teaches man conflicting lessons. Now, let me show you something real quick. Now, man has the knowledge of good and evil. You know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So when man talks, it's perverted. So who's going to change the perverted thing that man talks about? Well, that would be the word of God. The living word of God would change what man thinks and says and does. And what God does is perfect. So we have to take that in consideration if we're going to continue on with, you know, opening it up to somebody. Because when you open yourself up to somebody, right, you have to Mm -hmm. pull the handle on, you have to pull the handle on the inside of your heart. You got to open up your heart. Now, when I open up my heart to somebody, it's like me taking your hand and taking you inside and letting you see some of these hidden places in my heart where mm-hmm. you're going to find that your heart, your heart mirrors what my heart, I mean, you know, my heart's, you know, it's mirror. And so your mm-hmm. heart mirrors and everything. We have a mirroring thing. We're having a heart to heart. Now there's no ego trip and this is real time. And, and mm-hmm. see when I'm talking, when I'm talking, see, I'm pinpointing something and whatever I'm pinpointing, I'm magnifying that so that we can walk, you know, together. And if there's a problem or anything, they're going to walk right up out of that. And we're going to look back at it. and We're all going to just laugh and say, you know what, how did you do that? I'm going to say, I didn't do nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I'm just, I'm, yeah. Yeah. That is very powerful. But see, but a lot of times individuals also got to be capable and willing to go on that walk with you. A lot of times yeah. we even about the attraction. Now, whether you're in a one-sided relationship with a family member or if it's a, a co-worker or a friend at school or a friend in church, because a lot of times 
we will invest even in church friends or, you know, like they always say, there's no hurt like church hurt, which is on Tuesdays. You need to call in. I hope you listen on Tuesdays, too, because that's when we do the show from the pulpit to the couch where we talk about things of that nature in a spiritual matter. But a lot of times we even make those investments in one-sided relationships, even with our church friends, or and then trying to find out also if that person is even friendly. So sometimes we will invest in hurt people. Now, I have some information I talked about investing in ourselves and why it is so important and so powerful to invest in yourself is because sometimes when you invest in yourself, you can afford it, and we, the problem is we feel we don't deserve it, but we need to do it. Because when you make that investment in you, that will let other teach other people how to treat you too because they will also see that you care about yourself. Because investing in yourself is the best return on your investment you can have. We need to start putting all of our money and energy in man, and like you said, put it in our relationship with our higher power and investing in ourselves. Whether it's investing in learning a new skill, developing your personal or your profession, tapping into your creativity, but we have to give ourselves or treat ourselves first before you can give to anyone else, especially even when we're talking about love and even with our time. Because a lot of times we have gifts, we have talent, we have love, and sometimes when we get hurt, we will harden our hearts and be afraid to invest in somebody else. Now, caller online, you said that you had it both ways. When you were in a relationship and you noticed that you was not on the receiving end but the giving end, and I'm just going to ask a question. Was it hard for you to just say, I'm willing to take this chance again, or were you kind of comprehensive about that? No, it wasn't. It wasn't hard. It's, it's not difficult. This is easy. You know what I'm saying? This is easy. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm when I when I'm when you know, it's like this. When when I'm talking to somebody, right, and then and and then or or, or you know, there's somebody's talking to me. I, I say, are you you're talking to me? And they're, they're looking at me in my eyes. You know, and they go, yeah, I'm talking to you. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm just I'm just saying because I'm listening, and I wanted to tell you right now. Later on, I'm going to point this out right now. What I just said right now. And they don't know what I'm talking about, obviously, but they just keep going, right? Well, down the road, I tell them, you know, I get to that point where I got this opportunity, right? I got this opportunity to present itself, and uh, I tell them, you know, uh, and they say, and they start seeing what I'm saying, right? Because I start going back to that now, mm-hmm. because I don't like to go, I don't like, I don't like to always go back and reiterate all the time about what I'm saying and why I'm saying what I'm saying and this and that. I don't have time to waste, you know, doing all that. You know what I mean? So, so I was I about to say that because you know people say, you know what I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> so you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, I was waiting on that one to drop the plug. You know what I mean. <laughs> and, you know, and communication I'm, I'm, you know is. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it's like, it, 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 and I and I notice that you know sometimes some people don't re, don't be reflecting what I be projecting. You know what I'm saying? Because then people, then, then folk can't feel me. You know what I mean? I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. That's okay because what about what about what about all these people that feel me? You know what I'm saying? They want my lips to keep moving because I keep telling them what's going on inside of my heart. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, this is a heart to heart. Remember what I was talking about earlier? Oh, come on, yeah. And I'm saying I better get off the mic because I'm going to kick me out of here. Oh, right back. And getting back to investing in yourself is an example also of self love. You must love yourself before you can expect others to love you. And a lot of times that's what happens when we talk about one-sided relationships. And there are people that will take advantage of other individuals. There are other people, there are people out there that will emotionally abuse individuals. And some people are draining. And we get that. But we do have to start taking time to invest in ourselves. Because we're worth it. We deserve it. Now, this is some top goals that they talk about or 10 ways you can do it. One is set goals. Learn how to set personal and business goals for yourself. Honor your intuition, which is another one. Invest time in your creativity. Invest in building your confidence. Now, we could do a whole other show about self-confidence. Also, read educational books. Attend seminars. And sometimes go to a therapist, talk to someone, because you also have to take care of your health, your mental health and your physical health. Now, I'm going to ask the caller that's on the line because we only have a few seconds left. Anything you want the listeners to know when we talk about a one-sided relationship? How would you like to end this show? What would you want them to know? 
I would like everybody to know that when you when you're having a conflict of interest, you know what I mean, you have to look at yourself first. If you can't see yourself first clearly, then you're not going to be able to see the other person clearly because what you're doing in a sense is you're not you're reaching into their mind's eye in their mind's eye and you're taking the little thing out of their mind's eye so that they can see what you're saying and when they can see what you're saying game over you're not playing games if this was a game you'd be way ahead of the game and this is not a game this is about love and clearly love generates love that's what i'm going to say god bless you oh i like that amy what do you want the listeners to know as we talk about one-sided relationships as we get ready in the show um, that you're not being selfish if you put yourself first. I think that's really important to remember is you got to take care of you before you take care of someone else. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, don't ignore the signs in front of you. Mm-hmm. And I also want to say choose to be happy. Don't settle. Don't settle for less. If you know that this person is not capable and is not willing to give you what you feel you need or you deserve, and that doesn't mean you have to bully a person, but you know that what you want, don't settle. Choose to be happiness because happiness is a choice. So we're going to be ending the show. Caller, I want to thank you for calling in. I appreciate your input. You need to call in on more shows too. Now, I want to also thank you for listening to us here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Now, tomorrow is Tuesday, and on Tuesday is when we do the segment from the pulpit to the couch. We're going to be talking about predators in the church because we need to protect our children. A lot of children are still being um, in situations where there are individuals that are child molesters, abused. So we're going to be talking about that and what is the church to do and what can parents do to protect our children because a lot of, whether it's a male or a female, kids are at risk. So we're going to be talking about that. If you want to call in for tomorrow's show, give me a call at 516-387-1914, or you can email me at preciouspredicaments at gmail.com or Jeanette Abney, LMFT, at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments. Again, thank you for joining us and listening to the show. Until tomorrow, thank you. Remember, you got this. Bye-bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.